Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis, and tonight we have a real treat. We don't have a recording for you from Jazz Night, which is what we've been running, and we know you enjoy those, and we enjoy tremendously making them. And uh, But they're, uh, we've been down for a couple weeks, uh, just prior to Thanksgiving, and we're um, this, this is coming to you on December 3rd, and is not a recording of one of our performances, but um, we have, as one of our colleagues, I have been joined by Dan Willette. Dan Willette lives some of the time in Shelter Island and uh, also in New York City. And he has been a jazz journalist, one of the really illustrious jazz journalists for a long time. Um, and he's, uh, one of the things that he's done over time, which is great, uh, did one for us recently, are called blindfold tests. And that's what we're bringing you tonight. He's got a whole series of blindfold tests that he has done for Downbeat Magazine and for others as a freelance journalist over time. Did one with Bill O'Connell that's going to be coming up uh, on this uh, this uh, radio show uh, as soon as uh, Downbeat runs it. Um, these blindfold tests are so-called because what they do is he, he'll he interview uh, a well-known jazz musician, uh, let's say a trumpet player or whatever, and, uh, and he will play a series of tunes, by usually by trumpet players, and ask that musician to analyze the piece but also guess who he's listening to and maybe other uh, members of the ensemble that he's listening to. So it's a kick, and you as a member of the audience can participate in the same way by wondering who this might be and then hearing the tunes. So we're going to do one of his that he did with Christian McBride, the amazing bass player Christian McBride, totally at the top of his game right now and has been for a long time. Uh, and this was recorded at uh, the Monterey Jazz Festival um, sometime between uh, after two th 2015. Um, and so what you're going to hear are, is, a, is a conversation between, uh, before a live audience at the Jazz Festival in Monterey uh, before, uh, by Dan asking questions and playing tunes for Christian McBride and hearing Christian's analyses and his great voice and his great analysis of other bass players and of people that he's encountered in his career. So hopefully that's a good intro for you. Sit tight because here comes the blindfold test of Dan Willette of uh, uh, interviewing Christian McBride at the Monterey Jazz Festival. I'll be back. Christian, 
This is his fourth blindfold test of all time in his career. And he started off with 1992 or something like that? Uh, three, four, so somewhere around. Just when he was a young guy in the scene. And look at it. Okay, so it's the fourth blindfold test, and I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea. Most of you, or some of you may know, he's the artistic director of music at Newport Jazz Festival. Okay. He's got an NPR show called Jazz Night in America. How many people have heard that? He's the head of that. Um, in Harlem, which is where I live, there's a uh, National Jazz um, History Museum. And so recently he was, a he was a co artistic director, and now he's the associate artis artistic director, right? Some, yeah, I think so. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's uh, in New Jersey at the NJ Pack, he's the artistic director. He's the artistic director of Jazz House Kids. Am I doing this right? That's correct. He's a Mac Avenue recording art, art, artist. He also has a Sirius XM uh, series called The Lowdown. Conversation with Christian. How many people have heard that? Every day, Saturday at noon. Check it out. Um, and uh, he, he's also Emmy nominated. He just lost out. Uh, his first Emmy bid um, for the Smithsonian TV, uh, TV Presents for the celebration of uh, Ray Charles at the White House. They didn't win, but he can still call himself Emmy nominated. And tell us what, who's just talking about, um, was it Dancing with the Stars or something like that? Tell us about that. Uh, the TV show, a uh, young lady from South Florida named Gabby Diaz won the most recent season of that show on the song that Dee Bridgewater and I did as a duet. Uh, with Dee and I recorded Issue of Fame by Ozzy Brothers. And she danced to that and, and won. <laughs> so with all that confidence, he's here to do the blindfold test. Now, I've been doing it for 22 years. My name's Dan Willett. This will appear in the January issue of Downbeat. It's the very last page of the magazine, and it's often the, the first page that people turn to. They want to see who's been blindfolded. Um, and as you'll see, I'll be playing music that he is essentially blindfolded to, and, you know, it's always great for the crowd if he gets it correct, but what I think is more a rich experience is his reflection on the music. And that's what um, has been so successful here at Monterey, is listening to a, mus a musician talk about what he likes, loves most, which is the music. So, um, a word of warning before we get started, before we spin track one. Um, you are also participants in this, and I've noticed over the years that people really listen intently to the music and they get excited, and they want to, you know, jump up and go, I know who that is! <laughs> uh, well, that's not cool. <laughs> okay? And Leroy will personally es escort people out, if that's the case. We'll point them out and then just get rid of you. And don't cheat and pull out Shazam. Yeah, no Shazam. No Shazams in this house. If I can't do it, you can't do it. <laughs> so, um, Without further ado,
Do it. Are you ready? Okay. Let's get in the first track. <laughs>
Thank you, Tim. Tim Nartsman, thank you. Invaluable. Okay, Kristen, what do you think? I loved it. I felt like I was, uh, I started thinking about Bradley's oh. uh, a club in Greenwich Village, um, the legendary club, and I was, I was very honored to catch the last uh, seven years of that club. And uh, a lot of my, even though I went to Juilliard for college, I got my real training at, at Bradley's. And uh, it, it was mostly a, uh, a piano and bass room, sometimes saxophone, you know, one horn, or even on rarer occasions, a drummer would play. But uh, the core of that club was, was bass and piano. So it took me back to 1990, getting my butt kicked by um, one of the people who I think was on that track. So you want to wager your guess? Whoops. All right. Was that Kenny Barron and Dave Holland? Oh my God, it was Kenny Barron and Dave Holland. Can oh. somebody fix my microphone? It keeps, it keeps. Um, so tell me. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't know how to work this. Am I good? But well, tell me, uh, you you wagered you wagered the correct guess. Well, um, how did you think that it might be then? Just ballpark. Uh, a couple of things. Um, the song choice. Um, it's Charlie Parkerton. Yeah. Segment. Segment. Uh, I know Dave Holland's skip. There's a skip that he does when he's playing. In that style, you know, like he has a definitive skill that I that I know, and uh, Kenny Barron for me is um, pound for pound probably the greatest unsung hero of modern piano. Yeah. Um, both of those gentlemen can go a million different ways. Uh, whether they're playing bebop, whether they're playing something a little more abstract, a little more progressive, they fit that perfectly as well. Um, but both of those players, I, I, I think I know they're playing well enough uh, in any particular setting, be it straight ahead or, or whatever. Um, a couple of uh, harmonic things that, that Kenny Barron does that, that I recognize. Uh, but that Dave Holland skip and, and the sound, that, that's what kind of gave it away even after like the first course. Okay, great. This was from the album, um, The Art of Conversation. It came out 2014 on Impulse. Kenny Barron, Dave Holland, let's give him a round of applause. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Are we done now? <laughs> Baby, we just begin. Oh, okay, the next tune we have to we have to roll back a number of years, and it's an eight-minute tune. I'll probably fade it at about three and a half. Okay. Don't worry. Go ahead.
wheelhouse there. <laughs> well, the bass player has to be Ron Carter. Ron Carter. You ever heard this tune? Uh, yeah, uh, this is one of the CTI albums. CTI? Correct. Um, first, first CTI album. Not, not Blues Farm. Blues Farm. <laughs> Okay, talk to me about it. Did you like it? I love it. You know, um, Ron Carter, you know, one of the most distinctive sounds and feels on any instrument in the history of jazz. Um, one of the dead giveaways was that was that low C sharp. Uh, Ron Carter has, has been using that extension on his bass for many, many years to get lower notes. So when you hear a note below E, it's got to be Ron Carter. <laughs> um, but then that groove, you know, um, sort of the sound of the track gave it away, you know, CTI, early 70s, Hubert Laws, you know, um, Ron Carter and Hubert Laws were pretty much like the backbones of uh, CTI, yeah. you know. Um, I'm sure they dominated most of the sessions that were made on CTI. Uh, I don't know if there's ever been a CTI record that I didn't love immensely. But uh, Ron, of course, just has that, that unmistakable sound and that unmistakable feel. I've, I've asked him in the past, like, why don't you go down and like, like do a tour playing Blues Farm? Get Hubert Laws out and, and go and play that music. Right. Really? Uh, wow, those are some, some great records. Um, and Ron was a, was a good electric bass player, too. Uh, I mean, I, I know he didn't play it for very long, but uh, he, he handled that instrument very well, too, on a lot of those CTI albums. Yeah. He got, um, he got uh, signed exclusively by uh, Creed Taylor to um, be the, like, the house bassist. Right. And I believe it was in 1970. So he played for three years before he asked Creed to come down to the Village Vanguard to hear this project he had. And so Creed said, go for it. So there you go. And uh, I love the preceding records that Ron made for Milestone, also playing the piccolo bass. That was after. Um, uh, yeah, pro pro proceeding. Records. Uh, Preceding would be before, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, just check. Uh, uh, those are some great records, also with, with Kenny Barron. Yep. You know, so, all right. I know this is going to get hard. Let's give him a round of applause again. Man. Well, um, I'm, am I showing you softballs? Uh, that sounds like a setup question. Huh? That sounds like a setup question. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can move around the well, How many of these do you have? As many as you want. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Okay, let's just go to the next one. Here's the next track. Coming up. You're listening to the Jam Session Radio Hour on WLIW-FM 88.3 in Southampton, New York. And this is your host, John Landis. And tonight we are carrying a previously recorded blindfold test uh, done by Dan Willette, uh, which is a series of things that he does, 
with Christian McBride. And uh, let's get back to it because it's so enjoyable and interesting. Tell me what you think. <clears throat> My muscle fusion. <laughs> muscle fusion, I love it. Um, is, is that the basses recording or the drummers? Basses, there's a guitar in the mix, uh, but mostly the basses is, is, is uh, you know, kind of the center of activity there. Uh, all right, well, the, the, hmm. <laughs> Is this your first curveball? No, it wasn't. I thought you would get it like that. Well, <laughs> I think I know who it is. I'm just... That's okay. Well, tell me what... Before you think... No, 
Go ahead, guess, and then tell me what you think. You like it? Yes, I do like it. Why? I mean, that's that's kind of like um, this sort of music and and classic soul was sort of my gateway into straight ahead jazz uh, when I was a, when I was in eighth grade and, and a freshman in high school. Um, I was a big GRP fan, you know, the Chick Corea Electric Band lived on my turntable my whole freshman year of high school. And um, Mark Johnson's Bass Desires albums and uh, the uh, uh, Billy Cobham GRP records, you know. Um, so that was sort of my gateway, you know, kind of in the straight ahead jazz. So um, I hope I'm right. The first name that came to mind is Stanley Clark. Nobody's saying anything. Why Stanley Clark? Well, at first, it, it sounded like an Olympic, uh, <laughs> because of the sound of the electric bass. Um, but I, I, was, I was waiting for one of Stanley's signature, like, you know, eye-popping, uh, lines in the upper register, and I didn't hear it, so that's when I started second guessing. Like, wait a minute. Well, hold on. Keep going on Stanley Clark. I want to hear more about your intuition on Stanley Clark. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this to me is sort of uh, I used that word wheelhouse earlier, but this to me is sort of Stanley's wheelhouse when he's playing electric bass, uh, be it with Return of Forever or with the Clark Duke Project or one of his own bands. Um, that's kind of his his groove. And you liked it? I, I liked it. Okay, I'm gonna give it up. Who Stanley Clark. <laughs> I just like making you. I just love. I want to pull out. I want to pull out the suspense, the drama. That's Stanley Clark. Now, now that I told you Stanley Clark, what do you say to that? I well. I'm glad my intuition was correct. Absolutely. <laughs> You're doing better at this. But I, I did make you pause a little bit, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So is that good? Yes. Okay. Who was the drummer, if I may ask? Uh, hold on. Let me get my glasses on. <laughs> okay. By the way, Billy Cobham was on that Ron Carter track. Ah. He was the drummer. Okay, the drummer was um, Ronald Bruner Jr. Ah. You know him? So this is a, re a recent recording. 2007, the album The Toys of Men on Heads Up. Ah. The name of the tune was Come On, uh, uh, Russian Serrata, keyboards, Jeff Lee Johnson, guitar, and Mads Tolling on violin. Nice. So there you go. All right. My own boy, Philadelphia. Stanley Clark. Okay, do you want an easy one or a hard one? Huh? Next one, next one. I can skip. Do you want an easy one or a hard one? So I hope you're enjoying this. I think, uh, you know, uh, whether you're a jazz buff or you're not, and someone who's kind of new to jazz as, as am I, uh, learning from these blindfold tests from somebody like Dan Ouellette and the tunes that he's playing and the people that they're talking about and the people that uh, he's interviewing is just uh, a really great experience. Um, Christian McBride, as most of you guys know, is really one of the top bass players right now uh, playing. We were very lucky to have him a few years ago. Uh, for the Sac Harbor American Music Festival. He was a headliner um, maybe seven or eight years ago, and it was just fantastic. 
He played the Friday night at the Old Whalers Church in Sag Harbor. Um, and he's a real charitable and a great communicator, as well as being a great player and having been uh, played with all kinds of people, uh, from McCoy Tyner to Sting to Pat Metheny, Diana Krall, Carly Simon, Questlove, all kinds of people, jazz people in his career. Um, but he's also an incredible communicator. Uh, he has uh, a show on uh, NPR and WBGO called Jazz Night in America, which you should check out. It's a great public radio show on jazz. Also has a series that he calls Lowdown Conversations with uh, Christian, and that's on Sirius XM, probably real jazz. So, uh, so this is a great person for Dan to have interviewed, and, uh, and I think it came out really good. So let's get back to it.
virtuosity. Do you want to talk about it before divulging your uh, educated response? Yeah, um, when someday my friends will come first started, uh, this four-song medley, I, I remember thinking, I, I was hoping he would, uh, or he or she would keep playing on Sunday My Prince Will Come. Um, but the four-song medley is cool. Um, but making it a four-song medley makes me think it was, the concept was kind of geared more toward the, the, the technical aspect, more so than elucidating on the musical aspect, you know. Um, but this person has plenty of old chops. And you want to uh, say who it was? My guess is Victor Wooten. Sort of like uh, Stanley, I, I, I know Victor's sound. I know the sound of his bass. Um, and just being a fan of his for so many years, I, I just kind of know certain Wooten 101 <laughs> licks, you know. Uh, but yeah, his, I, th I think if you follow Victor Wooten's career, um, his harmonic concept has grown exponentially, you know, and his funk sense was uh, was so strong. Now he's got the, the harmonic chops to add to the funk, you know. Um, a lot of the counterpoint and the harmony that he was using there, uh, that's, that's years of shedding and spending time with people who really know something about harmony, you know, so now it's, He's got that part to, to balance out the funk now. So it's, uh, it's always great to hear Victor play. Did you like it? Or was I it something, was it just something that kind of? I, like I said, I mean, I, I love everything Victor does. I, I, I would have liked to have heard him stretch out more on something my prince will come. Um, you know, instead of sort of the, uh, the quick scene going from song one, two, three, and four. I mean, that was cool too, but my personal preference was I would have rather hear him play one song all the way through. Cool. And then kind of stretch it out and see what he could do with it. But you know, this is still great, it's Victor. Yeah, uh, so it's Victor Wooten, it's from um, his album, The Show of Hands, uh, which was originally recorded, I have a issue, but it was originally recorded in 1996, so it's come a long way since then. Yes, indeed. Yes, did you, did you ever go to his, his uh, base, uh, wood, wood shedding? I, I was there last year. You're kidding. Yeah. 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 Tell, tell people about that. It's a great camp. Uh, it's called Wooten Woods. <laughs> uh, and it's in a place called Only Tennessee. <laughs> uh, I think it's about 20 miles south of Nashville. Um, I think it's south somewhere. You know, it's near Nashville. And uh, it literally is out in the woods. It's part nature trail, nature hike, and music. Uh, he does a really great thing with really blending um, the, or the organicness of, of music and, and nature together. So you're not just there practicing scales all day long. You know, you actually camp out in the middle of the woods and you, you know, 
learn something about nature. So it's, it's a really, really great camp. Cool. Bring plenty of off, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, very, very, I mean, you're too, like, slamming the ball apart. Yeah. I also want to tell you a bit about Dan Ouellette, um, who has had uh, an amazing career as well, has been a jazz journalist since the 80s. Uh, his, um, he's New York-based, also has a place in Shelter Island. He is now uh, accessible to us because he's coming to Jazz Night at the Masonic Temple. Any of you guys who don't know about Jazz Night at the Masonic Temple, check it out. It's, the, um, it's above the Sag Harbor Whaling Museum in Sag Harbor on Main Street. Happens every Tuesday night from 7 to 9. And we have concerts led by our drummer, uh, Clayus Brondahl, and the executive director of the Jam Session, Inc., which uh, produces the Jam Session Radio Hour, as well as Jazz Night at uh, the Masonic Temple and the Hamptons Jazz Fest in the summertime. We have a winter series coming up, but that's where we have done this, and Dan has been, we've been lucky enough to Dan, for, that Dan has uh, found us and has uh, deigned us with his presence and, it's, and, and also has brought to us this host of blindfold tests, which hopefully we're going to be running some more. He's worked, he's done archival interviews with all kinds of great people in his freelance career, including Frank Zappa, Lou Reed, Elvis Costello, John Lee Hooker, David Byrne, Johnny Mitchell. Obviously, those are not necessarily all jazz people, um, but um, he covers the map, and those are some of the illustrious people that we know of that he's, he's, he's interviewed, and we can find those in his archives. He's also been a nominee for a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, uh, for jazz journalism and it's well deserved so let's get back to it now more of the blindfold test on uh, WLIWFM 88.3 the jam session radio hour on uh, December 3rd 2023 
2015. Uh, Last one. Okay, I'm screwed then. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, Malachi Favors and Lester Bowie. No. You got me. Well, talk, talk about it. What are, you, what are you thinking here? Well, I, I, I did the, uh, the tonal center. They stayed on C most of the time, but uh, it was very free and elastic. Uh, and and I, I've done the experimentation, you know. I, I uh, It was sort of, uh, I remember when, when Herbie Hancock would try to describe what they were doing in Miles' second grade quintet, the phrase that he used was controlled freedom. And uh, that's what I got from this, you know. It would, it, it was what some would consider out, but not that out. You know, just out enough. So the straight ahead cats would say that's out, but the out cats would say that's not out. <laughs> so I, I love that. I, I love that, that, that vague middle ground there. So a little bit of this. Little bit personally, of this. did you like it as a piece? I, I mean, did. was it was the piece was it compelling to you? Was it or was it just kind of like, wow, that's interesting? Well, I mean. It, it, I don't know if I thought about it as a piece as much as I thought of it as, as a collective improv. You know, just two cats getting together and making something happen based on a, a seed of an idea. Yeah. Okay. So did you like it? I did. Okay. Should I put it out to the audience? And any, any guesses yeah. on, on, the, on the trumpeter before you go to the basses? Mm -hmm. any, any guesses on the trumpeter? Yeah. A lot of trumpeters out there, aren't they? Yeah. There's just so many trumpeters. I'll put it out to the audience. Anybody want to wager a guess? This is... No. 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 Okay, stop. Everybody's wrong. Damn. I don't feel so bad. I stumped the whole house. I stumped the whole house. Yes, you did. Okay. On trumpet. This was... Um, well, Donna Leo Smith. Ooh. Oh, I was going to okay. say that. Oh. <laughs> right. So was I. <laughs> so you were going to say that to Mr. Basis? Ryan Bromberg. No, 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 no. Ryan Bromberg wouldn't do that. Okay, here's the basis. <laughs> the, base, the basis is uh, John Lindbergh. Who? 
John Lindbergh, New York State. Oh, okay. Remember him? I, wow. Now, now that's beyond a curveball. Is that, that dirty cool? That was knuckleball. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a Tim Wakefield there. <laughs> wow. Good one. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so here it is. Uh, let me let me back announce it here. It was uh, Wadado Leo Smith and John Lindbergh. The tune was Feathers and Earth, wow. Part Two. And it's from an album called Celestial Weather on Tum, T-U-M Records. Uh, and uh, there you go. Nice. All right. Good. I, I, I've heard, uh, I, I dig the, uh, the thing that uh, Wadada Leo Smith and, and Vijay Iyer have been doing together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that was it, man. Never heard that before. There you I, go. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> Will that show up on one of your radio shows? <laughs> Well, I don't spin on the radio show. Yeah, that's I, okay. But, but you we could, could if you wanted to. You could do anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm it down a little bit for this too. Okay. All right. Go. How much time do we have left? Oh, come on. I can stretch it for another hour if I want. Half an hour. Half an hour. Okay. Oh okay. boy. <laughs> but but before we spin the tune. I'd like you to stand up and show everybody your t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The jacket comes off for this time. <laughs> My awesome wife. Now, you know what's funny is, uh, <laughs> is like, the reaction is always the same. Women go, oh, <laughs> and men go, did you get that on purpose? Or did she make you wear that? <laughs> Same reaction at all. The guy's like, are you in trouble? <laughs> You've been listening to the Jam Session Radio Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to thank all the people who put this together, in particular Dan Ouellette and his amazing uh, cornucopia of, of uh, assets and interviews that we're going to be hearing in the future. We're going to hear more. Let us know. Uh, please contact me, John Landis, um, uh, if uh, you'd like to, if there are people that you want to hear, because he's got quite a list of uh, people that we could bring you some interviews of. So well, we're going to bring you more recorded interviews. Uh, um, don't you worry, more recordings from Jazz Night and perhaps from Hampton's Jazz Fest. And keep you entertained in the jazz world. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much to Tommy Clark uh, for and his uh, Toga Productions for the mixing that he has done of this. Thank you to um, Delaney Hafner because she always helps us so much getting this up on WLIW. Thank you for WLIW, 88.3 FM in Southampton. And thank you to all of you for being with us. Um, so consistently, please let us know how we're doing. Uh, please support the Jam Session, uh, the Jam Session Inc. nonprofit 501c3. We need your help. Uh, so take care of yourselves um, and uh, be well. Good night. <laughs>